Hello. Um, hope you all have been having a great day. Uh, hope you're going to enjoy this episode. It's a very good episode. There's a lot of very good anime mentioned. Um, if you look into the show notes, there will be the list of all the animes we mentioned, which uh, recommended. And then there's also additional recommendations, because you know what? Y'all are worth it. Uh, also, I recently noticed that we've passed over 1,000 total listens to all the episodes, which is really cool. So, you know what? Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate all of you. And I really do hope you all have a great day. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Again, it is me, and I still don't know why I start every episode that way. With me again is Autumn. Yo! And return of the very special guest. Tease me once again. Hello. Hooray! Um, Say it as is someone will probably want to know who is actually speaking. <laughs> it's Serena. She guessed it on the last episode. That you all definitely watched. I hope so. It was a really good episode. It was. They haven't go watch go go not watch it. Damn it! Listen, no, you well, you better watch it with your eyes. You better watch out. You better, better watch, watch out. out. You, you better, better watch out. out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Okay. And scene. Um, we're going to talk about anime. Uh, last time we talked a lot about Hunter x Hunter, which is a very good anime. Uh, but there are other good anime out there. Um, like three or four. Yeah, three or four. Uh, who wants to start? Well, seeing as I'm going to go be gay once we finish up here, I'm going to start by recommending Asagao Tokase-san. One of the best Yuri anime I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides being just like horrifically adorable and sweet and wholesome and adorable and gay and excellent and fantastic. Um, it does a, something that um, much Yuri as a genre doesn't really do, and that is like explore the as, like some of briefly and not very in detail, but acknowledges and does explore some of the like sexual aspects of a lesbian relationship, which doesn't really happen in Yuri a lot mm-hmm. for various reasons regarding the genre and the conventions. Mm-hmm. But Asagato Kase-san does that. The character protagonist couple is also older than a lot of um, Yuri couples are. And they go like, they, they some of their like problems they face are much more like rooted in reality than the very spiritual and idealized like situations that Yuri usually has, so it makes it really nice to watch. So that like real realness and wholesomeness to it that makes it just a fantastic watch. Also, it's really cute and gay. Go watch it. <laughs> I mean, what other reasons do you need? None. No, it's amazing. Okay. Um. Uh, an anime I super recommend is um uh fully coolie or fl seal uh, it took me a second 
Um, it was I've mentioned it before. It was one of my first animes. Um, it was the first anime I watched all the way through. Uh, because it's six episodes long. But boy, howdy, do those six episodes go places. Um, so the basic premise is that it is about a young boy who lives in a town and he is super bored with living in the town and nothing ever happens. There is a strange uh, factory that, that looks like a giant iron that spits out steam every day. But besides that, there's nothing really that weird. Until one day when he's walking home from school, uh, he is hit in the head by uh, a woman with a guitar who is riding a Vespa. And he develops a large lump through which a robot climbs through. And then the robot gets clonked in the back of the head and a bunch of his pieces go flying around. Um, and then it only gets weirder from there. Uh, the girl who hit him with the guitar ends up living with him for a while. Um, he fights a couple monsters with the help of the robot. Um, at one point, he has to fight uh, a monster who is uh, possessing one of his love interests. It, it should be mentioned that he is in middle school at this point. Um, and the girl who hit him with the guitar is an adult. Uh, he has to deal with the fact that his brother is a big baseball player in the U.S. And his brother's ex-girlfriend is treats him like he is his brother, which is really creepy. Uh, but nothing, nothing happens uh, from that. Um, she just hangs out with him a bunch and smokes. And I promise you, this is, it's way better than it, I'm making it sound. Uh, Fooly Cooly is amazing. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, I can't listen to any of the songs by that band without getting goose pimples because of how good it is. Um, it was made by Gainax, Studio Gainax, right after they made Evangelion. Uh, which was so depressing, they made a very silly show, um, which is which makes absolutely no sense unless you watch it a bunch and then realize that the entire thing is a allegory for coming of age, except with giant robots and a guy whose eyebrows are made out of seaweed. And it got to sequel seasons which are not as good. Anyways, FLCL, it's great. Y'all should watch it. I got the next one. My turn. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to recommend an anime that is really good, but also really bad. Uh, it's called uh, Kanazuki no Miko. It's a Mecha Yuri anime. And I, like the basic premise is like, yeah, like, it's based on Monday, but you got these two shrine maidens that are like descendants of some ancient saviors of the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, there's also a main boy character that's just like meant to like operate the robot to fight the bad robots. Mm -hmm. I, I will say, for the most part, it, it's not good. Like, the fight scenes are lame and uninteresting. The 
one of the Trimedians has like kind of starts to develop a relationship with the main boy, which doesn't mm-hmm. isn't great, but like the all the stuff does lead towards you know the last two episodes, which uh for some reason it's just completely flips the anime and it gets really good and just gets really gay because well throughout the whole series you know you got the you got the the het shit with the one of the shrine maidens and the robot boy but you got the other shrine maiden that has been secretly in love with the other girl the whole time and it's just a, it's a lot of build-up on like the personal like feelings of the characters and but it just kind of is bogged down by this really not great robot fights mm. and bad robot designs. But I guess those last two episodes are so good, so gay, and I cried. So I think I think it's like 10, 12 episodes. It's relatively short. Probably whip it, go through it real quick. And I, although I say as a whole. It's not a good anime. Those last two episodes more than make up for it and make it a worthwhile watch. Okay. Also, I'm uh, where I'm looking. It says twelve episodes, so that's that's the answer to that. Right on. Um, trying to think if there's other. So I'm actually. This isn't a great anime, but it's an anime I'm enjoying. I'm watching. Cells at work, Code Black. Right now, it's still ongoing. Um, it is. If you've ever seen Cells at Work, it's that, except uh, in the body of a person who's not taking good care of themselves at all. Uh, if you don't know what Cells at Work is, Cells at Work is an anime all about your cells inside your body doing what they're doing. It's very edutainment, but it's it's entertaining. Um, they do a good job. Uh, kind of visualizing how things work. Like, your veins are hallways that the red blood cells carry big canisters of oxygen down, and they deliver the oxygen everywhere, and the white blood cells hop between vents and have giant katanas and kill germs and shit constantly, and it's very cute. Uh, The issue with Code Black is that it can't seem to get a consistent tone uh, because the first episode is extremely dark, and is a, you watch a lot of cells die, and they're all represented as people. And after that, it it swings really f- back and forth between like, oh, you know, things are going great, and we're gonna make it, and oh god, we just got gonorrhea because we had unprotected sex. Uh, which that's a episode and a half. Um, the time frames don't quite work out because the guy gets gonorrhea and then just immediately gets penicillin, uh, like within an hour, which doesn't make any sense because it should have taken a lot longer for him to realize he had gonorrhea. So sells sells at work black. I, I'm I'm enjoying it enough. I um, guess. Is it like I watched a little bit of the just cells at work? Is it does it have like that same kind of like educational side to it? Yes, and it does a 
fairly decent job, and it explains, oh, the gonorrhea is really, uh, the gonorrhea is winning because it multiplies very fast, and its cell walls are super thick, so it's really hard for the white blood cells to kill them. And then when the penicillin shows up, it shows their, um, it shows all of the cell walls on the gonorrhea dissolving, and then the white blood cells are able to easily defeat them. Uh, when when they go to a new area, the narrator goes, ah, so here's what this place is and how it works and uh, why they're here and such. And then there's an episode where the killer T-cells get overworked and start attacking the hair roots. And the narrator goes, ah, so this is why this is happening. Here is the actual medical reason uh, behind why this is happening. Um, so it does it I mean it's edutainment. There is one episode which is very heavily, hey kids, you know what's great? Procreating. Uh, because that is the episode where red blood cell chan has to help the guy get a boner. <laughs> Ex-Prime um, Minister Shinzo Abe is giving his blessings. Yeah. It's it's a silly anime. It's I'm I'm finding it entertaining enough to watch. So if you're looking for a nice silly anime with uh the the big thing between Cells at Work and Cells at Work Code Black is they switch the uh genders of the main white blood cell and the main red blood cell. So in Cells at Black were uh code Cells at Work Code Black, the white blood cell is big titty anime lady with a katana and then twink red blood soul man so autumn do you have another <laughs> to recommend i do um so i'm gonna be recommending uh more gay because of course that that's my entire personality y'all know this at this point i should hope oh. so Yes. Uh, this next one I will is actually uh, anime I thoroughly love from start to finish is uh, Flip Flappers. I'm sorry. It's an anime called Flip Flappers. I see. Uh, it's very cute. It's like a uh, magical girl anime. Mm-hmm. So done a bit different. It uh, so it, it involves the main characters uh, uh, Coconut and uh, Papika. And it's, you know, there are magical girls working for this, like, kind of secret organization to um, explore this, like, alternate, like, parallel world. And uh, and that world is kind of where all the cool stuff is, because just the animation is really cool. All the designs of, like, the different, like, areas and worlds they visit and the designs of like, the, all the characters and enemies are really cool. And uh, it does, its style is the one thing I really like in an anime where it's very obscure and kind of nonsensical. Like, it's very, like, I don't know what all the metaphors are, but it's very metaphorical. I haven't actually, like, <laughs> looked into that stuff as much as I have, like, with other animes I like. But it's uh, very surreal. It, that, that's what I was looking for. It's a very surreal anime. And you'll get a lot of, like, cool, like, you know, I think it was like area is based off like human body or areas based off like a weird like 
sewer system. Like, it's all very like similar to reality, but morphed and made out to be very strange and like. Like it's both similar, but also very much like I don't know what this place is. I'm not sure what to call that. Right on. Um, but yeah, it's just a cool anime about two magical girls that you know end up fall in love because it's gay, and that makes me just that that it, that alone will make me like an anime. <laughs> and it's magical girls, so you got like the power ups, you got the cool transformations, and the cool like new outfits uh, i yeah i recommend flip flappers it's also a shorter one like 13 episodes oh nice um so it, yeah it's not huge commitments and it's uh here it's calling it a comedy which yeah it, it's got a lot of comedy bits and it's just very very cute very nice um so continuing on the gay recommendations, yes. um, as I'm throwing my prepared list in the trash, um, <laughs> Tianguan Sifu, or Heaven's Official Blessing, is a um, Chinese animation based on a Danmei novel, Danmei being the Chinese equivalent to like voice love, except it's much better as overall as a genre, mm. much less of that like much much less annoying conventions getting in the way anyway um heaven's official blessing it's about this um prince of an a of this ancient kingdom who was ascended to heaven to become a celestial got demoted almost immediately got back everyone in the in heaven is kind of a dick bag and he goes to do things in the mortal realm and ends up falling in love with this incredibly fabulous um ghost king and it's just incredibly good, incredibly gay. So fucking cute. You don't even know. You need <laughs> to see it. It's so good. Like, I am known to be extremely, like, like people think I'm a lesbian all the time. This is one of the things in his series that make, like, validates my bisexuality. <laughs> it's so good. Go watch it. The f one of the first things in the series is the protagonist dressing up in a bride's costume because there's a ghost that keeps kidnapping brides. He looks incredibly pretty and cute in it. And then this ghost king shows up and just like takes his hand and they, uh, and holds an umbrella over him as they walk through a rain of blood. And it's just so romantic and gay and good and you need to see it. Go watch it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of anime, where the main character uh, puts on a dress and pretends to be a girl and is also an incredible anime, Turn A Gundam. Eh? Like like what I did there? Uh, Turn A Gundam is you easy. Picked the, you picked up the list, I to see the trash. Yes. Uh, Turn A Gundam is easily the best Gundam. The main character, if you've ever seen a Gundam, a lot of the Gundams, uh, the main character is like, no, I don't want to fight. I'm a pacifist, as they mow down, like, dozens and dozens of people. Um, turn A Gundam, the main character, uh, Loran, is actually a pacifist. And uh, doesn't kill anyone until 
Actually, I'm not going to spoil that. Um, he's an actual pacifist. Uh, he doesn't fight. When there are fights that he's involved in, he does everything he possibly can to end the fight with no one dying. And he usually does that. Um, it has great characters. Uh, oh, what's her Harry, name? Harry Ord is a treasure. Oh, God, Harry Ord is so good. He's the char, like, of that series. And he's such a giant dork. He wears, he wears pajamas with, like, that are space-themed. He's an he's absolute the theater kid. Yeah. Uh, he just, he drinks his uh, Respect Woman juice from the tap every single day. Um, God, what is, what's the sister's name? From the mining family. Kihel. Kihel has the like maybe the best character arc I've ever seen in an anime. Because it's very believable watching her from go from I want to be part of the militia to help uh protect my country to I'm gonna defeat these invaders and I'm gonna be incredibly bloodthirsty to like Oh wait, that's Sohi. Hey. Hmm? Oh wait, that was Sohi. Uh Kihel was the um other one. Right, the sorry. Right, right, right. Right, Kihel is the one who looks like the queen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I meant the younger sister. Uh, anyways, uh, her character arc is fucking amazing. Um, but God, she has to suffer so much for it. And she's I also feel... a terrible person throughout it, and it's painfully human to follow. Yeah. She's, she's super racist, but like... She really hates the moon people. But you can understand why she hates the moon people, but you're still like, you shouldn't you shouldn't hate the moon people. You shouldn't be a racist. Yes, they did these terrible things. They did these terrible things, but you're advocating for murder of civilians. Yeah, but those but those were the military and you're also Turn A has also Turn A has an incredible opening theme. Both of them are amazing. I love I actually prefer um Million Color to uh Turn A, but I'm weird. Turnay is also still really good. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for someone's first Gundam anime. I think there are other ones that are better to start off with. Uh, because Turn A was made uh, in 2000, so it's like a culmination of all of their Gundams. Um, so there's a lot of references you won't get as well. Um, like uh, the like a really good joke that if you never watch a Gundam you might not get is there's a part where some people show up in Zaku's and everyone's like oh my god those look so strong we're saved the Zaku's are here and then the leader of the uh, Zaku is in a different colored Zaku which is actually the first to, uh, significantly worse model of Zaku. But everyone thinks it's better because it's a different color. I mean, having spent much of the last 12 months binging and live shit posting most of Gundam, I think mm -hmm. it is just as enjoyable without having seen um, seen other Gundam. Mm -hmm. Since it's very self-contained in its mm -hmm. storytelling, which makes it like it's a treat for if you haven't seen Gundam much, but also if you have seen. Yeah. 
but yeah, I will agree with your recommendation there. It's ex it's uh, excellent. Yes, Trinae is fucking amazing. There's a lot of it is politics, but it's not boring and it doesn't feel pointless. Um, looking at you, Gundam Wing. Let me tell you about Backgarden. No, that's an episode of its own. God, I hate Gundam Wing so much. Look, if you want to hear about Bad Gundam, you hit me up, and that's like five episodes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would, but I, I don't think you like one of my favorite Gundams. And I don't want you to tear it apart, because you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I like Iron-Blooded Orphans, okay? It's still ongoing. Yes. Okay, let's be real. It probably isn't going to save itself in my eyes. <laughs> uh, have you reached season two yet? Nope. You you might like it more starting in season two. Season two um, changes up a lot. See. But yes, we'll see. Um... Oh, where was I? Does anyone else have any other recommendations they want to make? Um, I guess since we're on Gundam, could recommend the other good Gundam, uh, War in the Pocket. Oh, it's a yeah. Side, it's a side story from the that takes place like during the events of the original series, and it like it probably more so than let's say ninety nine percent of all Gundam, probably even better than most of Domino's work. Um, it manages to like properly depict the horrors of war. Since it follows these like little kids who only know of war as like memorabilia you can collect from a battlefield, like the aftermath of a battle, hence war in the pocket. And he meets this and befriends this Zeon pilot, and like they like become friends, but then like the war gets in the way of that, and it's just incredibly good tragedy. Mm. And watch it during Christmas because it is technically a Christmas theater. Oh, it's like so mentioned, is, uh, it's mentioned so, once. So is Endless Waltz. So you should watch Endless Waltz during. Uh, Don't watch Christmas. Endless Waltz. Don't watch Endless Waltz. Well, if if you watched Gundam Wing and Gundam Wing is a good hate watch. Not really. It's too boring for that. I okay. I think it's a good hate watch. Um, well, if you have friends, then maybe I watched it alone. Oh, oh God, no, don't watch it alone. Do not watch Gundam Wing alone. Watch it with friends so that you can just point out plot holes to each other. Um, God. A good hate watch, another good hate watch anime is Last Hope. It's on Netflix. Um, I'm almost, I'm watching it with a friend and we're almost done. Um, it's so, it's it's one of those anime, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, whoa, this could be really good, but it isn't. Uh, for some reason, the uh, leader of this city has enormous boobs, which she just, and anything she wears, just enormous boobs, always a jiggling. Um, character motivations don't make a lot of sense. Uh... Every single episode that uh, that looks like it is a tragic misunderstanding, or that looks like, oh, this character's doing something really out of character. I wonder what that's about. 
clearly there's they're doing it for a a reason um the main character is a scientist who apparently was who's like has a relationship with everybody from when he was a kid they're dinosaurs so the basic plot is that um uh two scientists in china discover a way to make infinite um energy and so everything is going great and then one day for unknown reasons the reactor goes critical and sends out a pulse of evolution waves all over the planet so all of the uh all of the animals on earth evolve into robot things except humans don't for some reason and so uh early episodes are about the scientist guy and two mercenaries fighting back um these giant uh robot crabs there's a lot of crabs carcinogen carcin jason jason nature's tendency to evolve into a crab for no reason strikes again um and then the scientist guy invents a uh um like a mech that fights through pulling in versions of himself from every possible reality and then he just lets all those other ones die and he just makes the choices that let him live uh and also works off case it's trash it's utter trash it it tries to explain itself and it does a shitty job but it's entertaining trash to walk with the watch with a friend last hope on netflix it was called um i think chimera squad everywhere else in the world because that's the name of the squad they form uh, does anyone else have a recommendation? Well, uh, still on the on the gay like... pile, I have some. Do you have some, Adam? Gay pile. Um, so I could talk about my favorite Utena, but I think I've done that mm -hmm. in the show already. <laughs> I'll just be real quick. Yeah, watch it. It's good. It's free on YouTube. Do it. I haven't watched a lot of gay animes, but that's because I've also been like struggling with my gender identity and I'm not sure what is for me. Because like I don't feel comfortable watching Yuri anime or I've only started recently oh. identifying as more femme than masculine. So I felt like that's not for me. For me to consume but maybe it is for me to consume now i'd say it is really it's for anyone anyway like it's just with the most juries it's just a good like love story that happens to be gay like it's not it doesn't have to be for a specific audience true the thing about a lot of yuri as a there's a problem with yuri as a genre is that it tends to focus on like really young characters because it's more about Homo social yeah. sociality than um, like homo romanticism. Mm -hmm. There is that unfortunate like constant undertone in Yuri of this is something these characters grow out of and into their appropriate heterosexual social roles, mm -hmm. and that permeates a lot of Yuri, and it makes it feel really like it gives that disconnect when watching it when you are actually queer because it. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> and which is why I recommended Asagao and Tokase-san, because it actually feels 
more like it is actually about, you know, like queer characters for those reasons that I mentioned at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's just, you you don't do a, okay, we're going to move across country together (laughs) in a, oh, this is just a phase sort of story. Oh, it's just, just girls being pals. Yeah. Also, what I liked about that is like, because one thing I definitely I get sick of was just any media that tries to have queer content. It's like I'm tired of it always has to being a statement and having to show the constant struggle of it. I just want fluffy, cute, gay shit, and that's what Kazakhstan is like. You know, there's not a bunch of homophobia they got to deal with. It's just cute girls just trying to be in a relationship, and it's the good. drama is their own insecurities. <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing. Ain't got isn't like, oh, but what if, what if, what if boys or like, what if not queer? It's like no, it's just or homophobia. It's like no, there's two girls who love each other and are trying to be like, like the actual real reality of like being a sapphic person of just like I like her, but does she Mm -hmm. really like me? Like, does this girl who uh, made out with me on my bed really like me? Like one of the bits of drama in Kasesan is they're about to go to a hot spring together, and Yamada, the uh, doki of the uh, two, well, actually they're equally doki, uh, mm-hmm. the less sexual doc. Um, like she sees Kasesan and Kase like naked for the first time, and her brain just melts, and she and she like goes back to her room and then doesn't really talk with her until the next day when Kasa is like afraid that she's going to break up with her because she feels disgusted upon seeing her and then Ayamata just break that breaks down and goes not that it's just you look so good you're so hot and I'm all flabby I felt really insecure oh and like, and like really? that's it's like it's so real and so like it's a, and like they work through it it's so fluffy but it's a real yeah. thing they work through and it's so nice to see it's yeah it's real in a fluffy ooey gooey way and not like constant struggle and trauma way that's so much queer content tries to yeah. be and i'm sick of it even though my that's that i i just said my favorite anime is utena that's an exception I'm writing a thesis on queer suffering. Basically, I need fluff. Yeah, yeah, it, fluff is so good. That's why, even though I know it's trash, I did like Sakura Trick because it's it's pure fluff and nothing else. Fluff is good. An anime recommendation, but Futari Beya is a. The other really good Yuri series I would recommend, it's a manga, it's only a manga at this point. It's like a four panel series about uh, these two girls who are like living together as they go to school. And it's like all about their daily life dorkiness from living together. Like, oh no, it's a really hot summer day. We're gonna go buy a fan. Hey, buying a fan can be a dangerous thing. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) 
Sounds like you're going for a bit, but then forgot what it was. That maybe. Maybe I I, I know that's most of what I do. All, I mean, do it's here. dangerous in the way that if it is really hot outside, you're just gonna forget yourself and zone out in front of the fans. I don't think I've ever done that. It doesn't really get that hot uh, where I am, though. Well, oh, yeah, we are well, uh, I mean, not hot I've been area. to Kyoto in the summer. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I'm extremely jealous. But I've heard it's very warm there. Yeah, it's like it gets about as hot as Australia, but Kyoto is surrounded by mountains, so there's no wind, really. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Hey, the first time ever presented as a woman when going outside was in that trip. Oh, that's really cool. And auntie at the restaurant we went to said I looked really cute. And that was like the happiest I had felt in years. Well, that's that's really great. I'm really happy that happened. Really insecure. But my friend was like, look. People are looking at you because you're a white girl with really long legs and you're wearing a yukata. Huh. Like, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at your really long legs. Like, okay. <laughs> anyway. Leggy. I'm trying to remember the first time I... I think the first time I presented as... Well, okay. First time I presented as a woman was in college on a... And and the joke was that every all the guys were supposed to be cross dressing for this party thing, and then I showed up, and everyone kept mistaking me for um, uh, a female trombone player, which felt really affirming because I was like, "Haha, this uh, my disguise is working great, and that's the only reason why this is affirming to me." I sure hope this doesn't come back later in my life. As a uh, tell of things to come. It did! <laughs> Spoiler alert. alert! But the first time I presented feminine at like a social situation was... I went to a house party um, with some friends because one of my friends was playing at it. And it was really cool and I wore a really cute dress. And... Um, I broke the number one rule about going to house parties is I had someone else go get me a drink um, and I didn't see them prepare the drink. Don't do that. Anyone listening? Well, hey, don't don't do it, period. Um, and if someone and when someone's preparing your drink, watch closely. I got no one did anything to my drink because I was lucky. The only reason I did it was because people were smoking pot down there and I going to anaphylax or something very similar to anaphylaxis if I inhale pot smoke. So it was the only way for me to get a drink. And it was a free drink because the host was just like, oh shit, I, it never occurred to me that could happen. I'm really sorry you paid the cover charge. Um, I'll buy you a drink if you want. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll take the cheapest drink you got. And it was good. Uh, but now I don't smoke any, or now I don't drink anymore. Because I found out I don't like drinking and that I was only doing it to due to peer pressure and yeah anyways uh, unless anyone has any other anime they want to recommend uh, 
think we can call that an episode. I have recommended lots of good gay and some potentially not so good gay. And then there was the last hope. <laughs> and last hope, yeah. I mean, turn A is not terribly gay. But I don't think there are any same-sex relationships in that show. Um, one character is, I believe, confirmed gay, but he's also the worst character in the, the worst person in the series. Who? Gwyn. Oh, yeah. And I could. This goes against into something I could talk about for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see it. God, I thought you were gonna say um. What's his katana? No, not 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 Jim Rat. Jim Rat, God. I go. Okay, so if you don't want to be spoiled on the ending of Turn A, uh, stop listening for like I don't know a couple minutes. Um, I love how in the end, when it's Loran versus him, and they've got the swords, and this big warmongering guy's like, "Haha, you know I'm." I'm a trained samurai, I'm the best samurai ever, and blah, 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 blah. And they sword fight, and they just flail at each other with the swords to, like, really drive home that this guy doesn't understand war or the horrors of war. He just sees it as this abstract thing because he's never, he's never fought anyone ever. He just thinks he's cool. Like, he doesn't understand what he's doing. And I think that's a really good, like, final representation of it. Yeah, like, there hasn't been war in several hundred years, and it's, like, pretty much all history of war has been sealed away. It's only referred to as the dark history that mustn't be repeated. Mm -hmm. And then the people who, like, have heard of war go and go, like, wow, that sounds so cool, and it's so, it goes so out of its way to show that these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yes. Uh, this is, turn A tries so hard to everyone seeing the wow cool robot picture where it's uh the original gundam uh shooting a rat uh shooting something in an arc and it says you know war is bad imperialism is bad uh people should be killing each other and instead it's the person looking at the robot saying wow cool robot um turn a is firmly grabbing your head and tilting it back so that you cannot miss the giant message of War is bad. We should not have war. I think part of why it succeeded in that is that they hired Sid Mead to do the Gundam designs, and people endlessly complained about that because they have no taste. Yeah. The, uh, all the Gundams are so good. God, they like the. Oh. What what were the Moonrace Gundams based off of? I can't remember anything right now. It was the book about the aliens who attack from Mars. That's the classic book. War of the Worlds. Because all the Moonrace Gundams were based off War of the Worlds. And then the Turn A Gundam has a giant silly mustache. Which is great. I love it. Oh, if we're in war, if we're in turn A, spoilers. One of the greatest things about the series to me still is that there's that one guy who's really weird and really like intense about destroying Gundam, <laughs> and who like gets the shit kicked out of him. He kind of loses his mind, becomes a traveling Buddhist monk for a while, then mm -hmm. regains his self again, and then prevents 
the end of the world and the re- and that is and throughout this story it is revealed that the reason why he's so against Gundam is because he lived through Gundam Wing. <laughs> yeah, I know. He he saw um yeah, he saw the Gundam Wing uh go full psycho killer mode and he was like, "Well, can't have that anymore." Also, at one point he's convinced that the Turn A Gundam isn't a Gundam because the Gundams don't have silly mustaches. That guy is so what the fuck when you saw becomes more what the fuck, but kind of fun. And then at the end, you are left like, oh, wow, that happened. Yeah, just. I, I mean, it's completely understandable. If you saw uh, Gundam Wing, like the actual Gundam Wing, I too would be terrified of Gundams and want them completely annihilated. Look, when you've seen Gundam Seed and Seed Destiny, especially, Wing doesn't seem so bad anymore. <laughs> I used to watch Seed when it was coming out as a kid, but I, I didn't see all the episodes. I've heard Seed is another great hate watch. And that Destiny is utterly is like utter trash to the like trashiest of trash trash degrees trash. So full trash. disclosure, while doing my live shit posting of Seed, I think I got absolutely shit faced. <laughs> to the point that I think I passed out at my desk. <laughs> Oh no! It's that bad? Yup. Oh no. Also, side note, I like how, well, a little bit into this Gundam tangent, just heard a sigh from Autumn and she hasn't said anything since. It's like, I'm checked out, bye. That wasn't a sigh. My mic was clo- too close to my face. Okay. I was breathing. Have you ever seen a Gundam, Autumn? Nope. I might. Have to make you watch uh, Turn A with me after we're done. Oh, right, I I forgot to mention this. Um, it'll probably be, it was I will probably mention it in the intro to the previous episode. But uh, recently had my um my first of four charity streams of the year. Uh, raised six hundred and one dollars, which is super wacky. Like that's a lot of money. So Autumn and I are recording the Ruby episode, uh, podcast episodes. Um, I thought there was going to be six because we were just going to do one for each season. I did not realize uh, how long each season was and how kind of dense it is. Uh, we have one episode recorded and I have to edit it. It is almost an hour long and it covers first third of the <laughs> uh, first season. So there's going to be a lot of season, or a lot of bonus episodes for Ruby. I hope you all looking forward to that. That's as someone who binges Gundam for, <laughs> I will say, I pity you. <laughs> okay, Ruby's not that bad yet. Yet. Ruby's a yet. fun show. Wait. I think people are get way overcritical over at Ame, whose entire premise is cool anime uh, animation yeah. for fighting. Story was 100% secondary and an afterthought it was just about i want to make a cool fight scene in a 3d animation yep. program and that's, I mean, that's what it starts as it goes extremely downhill uh, it goes downhill and then it goes uh, way up it's a uh, it, it has it's like a, it's a ditch what i've heard um i have only heard bad things uh but- here, like, here's... like specifically creators being really creepy about the underage characters they keep putting in. Correct. 
they everyone is underage and uh an interview talking about how much they love yang the 17 year old girl that they make have a crush on the characters they voice <laughs> um as a spoiler there is a part in the podcast episode where i do go off on a bomber guy um because he did a video on ruby and how it's disappointing and he took one particular line completely out of context to make it sound like it's really bad writing when indeed it's probably the best line out of like the episodes you've watched so far because it does a really it, it does yeah, a really good job establishing ruby as a character and her motivations but h bomber guy just cut off everything after the one after the start of the sentence anyways i'm sure h bomber guy is a good fellow he seems cool I, I don't know why he did that. Well, I know why he did that, but I think that's really cheap. Anyways, thank you all for listening. We forgot to, I forgot. Okay, we all have more recommendations. Uh, uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Loop Hero. It's a very fun game. Um, it is, I think, it, I think it's 15 bucks. Uh, the concept is it's like a roguelike, but you're building the map and you don't have control over combat. So you're building the map to make your character stronger, uh, strong enough to survive and collect the resources to go back to base, which you build and make you go further. And it's a very good gameplay loop. Um, it's quick and easy. It's easy just to pick up for um, a quick session or to waste hours and hours on. Um, Autumn, what's your plug? Uh, I'm also going to plug a game. I'm going to plug a, a game called uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac. It's a uh, 2D turn-based RPG. And um, essentially the premise is you're playing uh, you're playing as, well, Virgo, the, the Zodiac Virgo. And you're pretty much uh, cleansing the world of bad things. At least the things you consider as bad. You're not the good guy at the depending on how you play it and it's just cute it's gay and it's just a fun little game it took me like 20 some hours to beat uh i would highly recommend it yeah it's very gay and i don't i lost my train of thought so yeah no plug there you go I, i i do this as not a living but close enough i mean it's it's almost like you've been doing this every single week for season two and season two has been many, many episodes. Anyways, uh, Serena, uh, do you have a last plug? I'm going to plug, um, again, things I've been looking at for my, uh, uni work, um, cartoonresearch.com, specifically their collection of Japanese animated commercials from over the years. I, these go way back, like, like, like how far back did this go? I have the part six open here, and these are all like from the eighties. Oh, wow. that one's from the seventies. Actually, those ones. Like, there's a whole bunch of them here, and it's really neat. And I have been watching these for uni work, and figured it's something fun to look at. Japanese commercials are incredible. Yeah. 
uh, I saw there's a guy um, who does LPs who did Metal Wolf Chaos. Or no, it was during his um, Asura's Wrath LPs. LP because Asura's Wrath is just a live event. It's just an anime that you occasionally input buttons to do. And he put in a bunch of very good uh, Japanese commercials like uh, the one for uh, the Long Long Gum, Long Long Man, which has a great ending. Uh, one yep. about a cell phone company where the dad is a dog that has a, car- a plot arc. Arnold Schwarzenegger did a lot of coffee in Japan. Japan really likes Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, since it came up, I will plug Sakerogumi from the long man and ads. He's really good. <laughs> Try Japanese sweets. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get Japanese sweets where I am. But anyways, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed these episodes because I know I enjoyed listening to them. Thank you again, Serena, for recording with me. And Autumn. Thanks for having me. Thank you again, Autumn, yeah. for uh, recording with me. Yes, you're my, you are, you'll never be rid of me. I am here to haunt you forever. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, thank you for the troubadours for uh, the intro and outro of this program. And I hope all of you have a great day. Muffin says she loves you. Either that or it is time for me to feed her. An eternal autumn upon thee. <laughs> Bye.